0: What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's
1: up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome What's in up? to episode number, I forgot to prepare an episode number of jobbing out. I'm sorry, gang. I'm just trying to get through it. Glenn Clark, Brandon it's Linton. It's episode number three. It's episode, why is it episode number three, AJ?
0: Oh, because uh, I my name is three lines underneath Kenny Omega's in this <laughs> week's <laughs> issue of PWI.
1: You know what? That is a good one. That is really good. All right, uh, Glenn Clark, Brandon Rint- Linton from Ramshead Live, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun, and of course, yeah,
0: the main there event. There
1: he is, AJ <laughs> Francis, <laughs> AKA Frank, Frank, Frankie Baby. Yes, who is in this week's edition of PWI, getting some love, which is very cool. Uh, we had a great weekend, obviously. Starcast, uh, full gear in Baltimore. Uh, we will start with that this week, um, Aaron, because you're the one that's with us the shortest. Um, your biggest takeaways from the weekend that was here in Charm City uh, between these two events?
2: Um, I mean, I thought it was great. Obviously, uh, you know, it was really cool at Starcast. It was really interesting the way that they formed. That great job, Brandon, getting all that stuff at Ramshead uh, going on. And uh, full gear was
0: really cool. So, oh, by the know. way, hold on, you guys owe you guys owe Brandon blow Juice. Because those seats at the show, were <laughs> well, but, well, one of the story. stories. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: funny
0: thing about funny that. Funny thing
1: about that that AJ doesn't even know. Uh, Aaron owes Brandon a blowjob. That that part is true. Aaron does Fact. owe Brandon a blowjob. <laughs> no, I, 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 we ended up. Uh, I ended up sitting somewhere else. Uh, and honest to God, as it turns out, it was probably for the best. My uh, my allergies fucking killed me all weekend. Like I was a zombie all weekend. And at some point during the night, I don't even, like you know this is the funny part, I left during the show, I don't even remember when I left. Like, I don't remember walking back to my car, I was a disaster this weekend, I don't know what occurred. So as it turns out, it was fine just fine, because it would have been awkward as shit if at some point during the show you would have looked over and seen me passed out in the front row. Not, not like I was passed out at WrestleMania the one year because I was roofied. Just passed out <laughs> from allergies. That would mean nothing other than that.
2: See, I, I do feel that this roofied. Uh, th- yeah, yeah, yeah the, th- this I was calls roofied. into question the roofied part and if it was just allergies.
1: No, it was not. I was effing <laughs> roofied, and let's never forget that. Um, uh, uh, Brandon, uh, you guys uh, obviously did an amazing job. I know it was kind of surreal for you, as like you were, you know, behind the scenes with everybody as part of Starcast this weekend. It's
3: yeah, it was crazy. Like, at one point, I was sitting in a room uh, with uh, Ron Reese, who's the Yeti, and um, Conrad, and then, like, people like Ron Simmons is walking in, and all these guys know each other, and just to hear kind of be a fly on the wall and hear what they're talking about and the stories they're telling. And, and you know, I'm not going to obviously talk about anything. That uh, was talked about back there because it's a protected area, and they don't expect. Oh, know, I disagree. I think you should
1: spill all of the tea. I think that would be yeah. really good. Yeah, tell. All I them. mean, it
3: wasn't anything that controversial. Just a bunch of guys that you could tell have been up and down the road a million times. All know each other, trying to make sure everybody's doing well. Um, catching up on what each person's up to and what they're doing with their life these days. It's it's kind of interesting to hear. Like a lot of these, you know, you always hear about the. Um, the like sad stories. Like, you know, when the movie The Wrestler came out, uh, there was a lot of people focusing on like that that sort of trope of like the wrestler that can't get out of the business and um is all hurt and um doesn't know what else to do and is kind of like at the bingo halls and the high school gyms, like making a little bit of money and yeah. having like disaster lives. What you don't hear about is all these guys that are like have real careers and are like I mean, you hear about a little bit because WWE goes out of their way now to do sort of those um where are they now segments but i don't think a lot of people see those things because they're all on the web or they're like in between show network um clips and, and no one watches the network like that you know so um it was just cool to hear like oh this guy's like a successful you know beer distributor and this guy's like you know a monster truck driver and this guy's it and they're all doing really well and look good and aren't hurt and so like you know as, as much as it's over publicized of the like old-time wrestler that's all Screwed up and hurt and whatever, and had addiction problems or whatever. There's all, just as many guys that are just like out there living like you and I, you know, and have careers and families and are doing just fine. Oh,
1: that's cool. So was,
3: for me, that was cool to see that. I mean, obviously, the Friday with all the AEW guys, I mean, that was like, that was awesome to just have in, essentially the entire um, AEW roster at Ramshead hanging out, doing meet and greets, like hanging backstage, like, um, that was really cool. Like Cody was here. I think the only guy that wasn't here was Jericho Yeah, and maybe a couple other people, but, um, and they were in and out so much. I got to drive, um, Darby back to his hotel and I got to drive, uh, Moxley back to his hotel, which was, Wait, um, you didn't
0: make him skateboard back to his hotel. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, actually that, that's funny. That's how I came up. It was like, he was, he skateboarded to the venue and it happened to be not that cold earlier on Friday, but like super cold later on Friday. And I was, I was out back and I was like, man, it's really cold out there. And he's like, yeah, man, I was going to skateboard back and I don't really want to buy an Uber. And I was like, well, I'm leaving right now. I can take you. And he's like, yeah, you got it. So,
0: oh my God, you fell for the oldest trick
3: in the worker's book, but it's, there's no old trick. I meant, I meant it. And, um, it was on my way. So it wasn't out of, it was literally like the hotels are on my way out of town to Annapolis. So, um, so then when I drove down, I texted Conrad and was just like, Hey, does anybody else need a ride? He's like sending someone out. And it was John Moxley. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. So, um, he's sitting in my uh, front passenger seat. And I definitely went over a curb like while they were both in the car <laughs> and, uh, Moxley looked at me and was like, I saw that coming a mile away. And I'm just like, thanks a lot for, for, for alerting me. Yeah. But, um, it was fun. Way to try and, to and, uh, way to try to kill John
1: Moxley, by the way. Way to try to do that. I don't know if you uh, you noticed. It takes a lot to try to kill that man. I don't know if you noticed that. <laughs> a
3: little But well, and this was the night before that. So, and and I was it was kind of funny because I was like, uh, you know, I think I said something like, uh, "Looking forward to your match tomorrow." And he's like, "It's going to be something." And yeah, it,
1: it certainly was. There's no doubt it about it. It was something. That. It was something. Something <laughs> is a good description. No question about that. All right, let's talk yeah. about. We get into that. Yeah, let's talk about full gear, Aaron, because I know you're gonna have to go. Um, yeah. as, as a whole, I thought it was a good show. I the part that I experienced live again a little bit out of it. I was was is it, was it just again the allergy med- allergy medication or like was the crowd just sort of seeming flat for the the most well, time? Well, we though? were in
3: the we Aaron and I were in a bad place to have that perspective because it was not flat for- where we were.
0: Yeah, well, um, for, so from what I've heard, and and it does, I, would like, just, I, thought, I would just I would just like to point out that I thought that you said that the the crowd was super black, and I was like, ah, hey, it's Baltimore, ah, yeah, right. Geez. There, there
2: was. <laughs>
0: God,
1: fair enough, fair uh, enough.
0: So, for I mean, I guess it depends. Well,
2: did you think it was flat when you were there, or when you watched it? Like Both.
1: Like that? That's the funny thing. Both. I felt that way when okay. I was there, but outside, like the tag match, um, it felt like there was juice, right? I actually felt like the women's match on the buy-in. Like it felt like there was juice, just like the you know first ma- match of the night. Everybody, yeah, just,
2: just you were you were alive.
1: Right.
3: I'll ag- I'll agree with you during Cody Jericho. I did feel like that. I, I oh, was like, really? I did. Yeah, I thought was... Cody
2: Jericho. I thought because we were talking. No, no the crowd did the not like that match.
3: The crowd You're... did not
2: like the match. Well, but we I were, thought they we were talking about earlier. We were talking about how they were chanting. You know, this is awesome. You're like, it really wasn't this awesome. Like, I, I thought the crowd was into that match for the most part. No, they
3: weren't for the whole first half of it. it hey, people I, well, it hands. started
2: slow. You know, they started yeah. with a lot of rest. Pe- well, people stuff, were yelling, this is yeah. boring,
3: and you can hear it. Yeah. Like, like, oh, like sure. My, yeah. yeah. My yeah. Friend there, there Chris was, that... was up in the other section, and he said that people were yelling, this is boring around him as well. Now, yeah, at it definitely, the end the I, sign, during,
2: I was going to yeah. say, during the entrances and during the last 10 minutes, I thought the crowd was really hot for Cody Jericho.
3: But that's not the whole match, you know what I mean? Uh, no, I, I didn't I,
2: say the whole match. Yeah, but that, that's there was definitely I, that's that thing. stretch where with, they were doing rest holds.
3: Yes. Yeah, I agree with Glenn on that match. And then there was—was was there another? Was it Hangman Page or something? No, well, the, the
2: no, it was the um the, the Joshi match, the women's title that the crowd wasn't
0: really all
1: that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. didn't seem. Yeah, to be I, was, like, can, I was literally just, in the bathroom.
0: Can we? So like, is Kong just going to be awesome? Kong going to be the champ for like five hundred days or what? Probably.
1: It, this is a really weird... Okay, this is a couple weird things I don't want to touch on. One, in the women's match, like, that... I don't know what they were doing. I have no idea why they thought they should book a, a face versus a face where we're not uber familiar with either one of them, but we've been inclined to like what we've seen from Riho, and then the opponent that you give her at your only pay-per-view for the rest of the year is someone that we either don't really care about yet, or if we do... It's because what you presented is
2: likable. Um, well, it, it, if you cared about it, really, it's because you cared about what was going on before AEW. Like, this this appeal right. to a really... Niche. Art, you know, the hardcore of the hardcore Japanese female wrestlers. This was a huge deal for that group. That's
1: fine. But that's
2: but a weird bit for AEW.
1: Correct. Yes. And especially when you're trying to launch a division... Um, it, I, am not surprised the crowd wasn't into it. It was a really poorly, and once you decide you're doing it, like, I don't know that it makes sense to have Emmy coming out wearing her Freddie Mercury gear, and, like, if you're gonna do this, you gotta do something that sells, here's why you, the fan that knows nothing about Japanese wrestling, should give a shit about this. Or,
2: or tell us a lot more about why we, I, I think that, and they might have done it during the match, I haven't watched the broadcast at all, and they might have done it. Like, there's a really compelling do you, story. Do you here think that, that I Jim, just know? Do you, you think the that Jim broadcast.
1: Ross, who has asked three times what the story is with the mustache, was telling a compelling story about what was going on between Riho and Emi Sakurai? Do you really I'm think back. that? Do you think that Jim Ross, who has oh, no, yeah. do you think no, that no, was no. what was occurring? I, no, I
2: doubt it. I'm just, I just want to put it out there that it's possible that they tried to say it, but no, like leading up to it, they didn't tell the story that. These two have wrestled hundreds of times that this is literally a teacher versus student, that this has been going on for years. Like there's a compelling
0: story there that was I never mean, they told, told that story. They've reporters. told that they t- no, they talked about that in on every episode of AEW the last did, three weeks. Did, did, and did that's they fine. Type it? I feel like I, there should like you could have made a ten minute package about But again, there still has to, there still has to didn't. be something
1: more. I think that makes it right, a compelling that's right. my point. That makes it a compelling match for dynamite, right? Like hey, this is really neat. These two are squared off forever. At some point when you're making it a pay-per-view match when you don't have another pay-per-view coming, and that's part of my like the way that I felt about this show as a whole, which is some of the shit that happened was really cool. Like, there's no doubt. The fucking Omega-Moxley match, I say cool. It was crazy as shit. You know, like, it was yeah. n- nuts. Uh, MJF getting the turn, great, all that. But But now what? Like, now it's when are when are we doing another show that matters when do we think something else is going to happen that's of significance which was part of the weird way that i felt about this show as a whole which was okay that's cool like mjf turns on cody that's that seems like a big moment now what are we doing for the next 10 weeks um like how how are you dragging this out until whenever the next thing that's going to happen and if the answer is we're going to make the tv shows matter more and we're going to have more championship matches like okay cool we can see that but it was a weird feeling that i had coming out of the show where it was like hey this was a good show but but we're not going anywhere with it for a while
0: rock and roll express less I than sign I mean, goldberg yeah Undertaker.
1: okay you're not wrong about that and that like, I mean,
0: that was phenomenal <laughs> no less than sign. i are less
1: than, i like, i'm more with aj than i'm with you, you yeah, like, that, you that no, moment was
0: funny that I'm not moment, saying it, that moment was epic. Like was it was, a was great epic. Moment. It yeah. was absolutely epic. But my point being like, that's the same thing people would complain about if WWE did it.
3: Um, I agree it, with it, you if, to if an you, extent, except they get the Goldberg.
2: If you had them wrestle, yeah. I would agree, but they're not having the bell. As far as I know, that was a one time little fun pop moment. I'm good with that.
0: Bro. If you can't see that the Rock and Roll Express doing one move is less than Shawn Michaels coming back to work a whole match, then I don't know what to tell you.
1: Okay, so I have two thoughts on this because it's funny. I actually probably lean more with AJ despite the fact that I get what your argument is about the moment. Like the moment felt kind of neat. I, the yeah. only reason I have an issue with it is because it's it's a trope that you're falling back on. And we almost joked about it walking in, right? As we were walking around on Saturday, we said. No, we uh, literally
3: like, joked about it. Yeah, right. We, we, we said, said all right. We, is
2: gonna, correct. Yeah. Who, is, it, is Muda going to come out? Right. She, yeah.
1: Like, what are they going to do with this? And I didn't, like, the funny thing being, I didn't have a problem with an Oran Anderson came out and did the Spine on the Pine at, at all out. Like, again, in doses. Right it didn't seem like a big deal. The problem being that at some point when this just sort of is who you are, now it's easy for us to fall back on it. It's easy for us to say, is this just what we're going to do forever? Is you're just going to keep running out the southern wrestling stars that you like for an eternity um, to be this company? Because what I would say is it's not to me as damaging. I absolutely never want to see Goldberg in a match, and I do disagree on that part of this. But the trope... Ends up becoming a little bit overbearing, which is just. I, I,
2: I guess if they do it at the next pay per view as well, I'll, like they've done it twice so far, I'm okay right now. If it, is, if it does continue as where it's in every pay per view thing, I mean,
1: let's right. not pretend like Tully Blanchard isn't also like. You Don't know, forget DDP. Like,
2: well, well Tully, Tully Blanchard as a manager is fine. Tully Blanchard should be a great manager. Except they're, they're manager not really either.
1: doing any. You're trying to compare Paul who's, Heyman to Tully Blanchard. Who's the fourth? Well, man? I'm just saying.
2: Ma- I, Who's manager, the first I'm, man? Fine, I'm fine with managers, but right, you he's not doing anything.
1: am fine, but with they're that. not doing. He's just there to be there right now. They're not doing anything with it. It's just clear we want to put Tully Blanchard on TV. Which, like, God bless, I love Tully Blanchard and all, but it's kind of apparent they don't have a plan there. They're not doing anything with Tully Blanchard. He's just there to be there. Paul Heyman obviously is not that. Um, well,
2: it, do, do you think he's enhancing Sean Spears? Because I feel like Brandon kind of got it all in on Sean Spears. Over uh, the I think.
3: Uh, 100%. So I, I don't think you can. I, I think this is two things, right? You can't compare it to Paul Heyman in the slightest. No, it's no, completely no, but, different. But I'm
2: just saying, like, if we talk about I, I, old guys, listen, being I don't want to
3: get dragged down into that part of it. But yeah. if you're asking me if I think it's cool that he's there with Sean Spears and it's making Sean Spears feel more important, 100% of it. Is. All right.
1: If you say I mean, so, I have not felt that way.
3: I mean, that, that being said, like, how more important? You know, what I, I, I'm not saying it makes him a main eventer. I'm just saying it makes him more interesting. I liked the dynamic of seeing Tully out there messing with the, you know, he helped him win the match, essentially. So, like, I he you don't see a lot. I, I think I like the idea that we always wonder, like, who's going to be the next generation of old guy that works in this role? Like, I like that. I Now, could he have? I'm going to this-
0: ask a question. I'm going to ask a question even though, like, I already know the answer is Cody Rhodes. But who do I got to blow in order for Joey Janela to get a win?
1: Um, yeah. I don't have that answer.
0: Cody Rhodes is probably the yeah, answer. Yeah,
1: I don't have that answer. I don't have that answer. <laughs> but, we, you
0: know, but we well, were how, saying how that about
2: Kenny about... Omega to get a win?
1: Yeah. 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 I mean, like, this is the guy that we've all pointed to as being the star. And I get it. Like, I, he's still Kenny like, Omega. It's I, it,
2: I, it, I, Well, that's, that's been kind of one of my things is... Beyond, and we we do have to talk about whether that match should have been on your you know, first pay-per-view after going to TNT. I think that's kind of been the big discussion coming out of this. But the other thing is, you know, we went into this saying Kenny Omega's, you know, arguably the biggest star. He's the guy who, you know, if besides Cody, guys you knew on WWE, this is the guy people are tuning in for. He's the best belt machine. He's the superstar. And he hasn't been that set. Not that he hasn't put on good matches. But, like, if you're saying, all right, I've been waiting to see this Kenny Omega guy that I've heard so much about. I'm,
0: I'm not going to lie to you. I honestly think it's intentional. I honestly oh. think they have him losing a lot now because you said that their big shows are going to be Memorial Day weekend and Labor Day weekend. Presumably, yes. So I think that they have him losing a lot now. He'll probably keep losing throughout, you know, going into January. And then February, March, April, catch on fire just in time yeah. for that show in May. I actually yeah, agree but that with goes you. I think back that's to the rankings. Plans.
3: Will he be nineteen thousand matches behind everybody else in the rankings <laughs> by that point? Well, the
2: rankings don't matter apparently because Jericho and Sammy Guevara are challenging for the tag titles so It's like not being on the rankings.
3: I would just like so to say that we all matter. saw that that we saw this coming yes. a thousand miles away.
2: Of course, the ranking system is blowing up before
0: it even gets started. Just
1: don't do it. They're also by the right? way, well, I, I like the idea of doing rankings, but as I said before, you might have to book yourself into a corner, which but isn't the, a problem. The thing,
0: though. Here's the thing, though. Here's why I don't have a problem with it because. In real fighting, they don't always care about the rankings because Brock Lesnar definitely was not the number one that. contender when he got a UFC world. But Heavy don't Weekend they just make? But don't they usually just make him won. the number one contender?
1: Uh, no, they don't move him up the number one in the rankings. No, they don't do that they, in the UFC. When when they when they do something like this, they just sort of openly admit they, they just say, "Hey, the circumstances dictated this was the fight that we made." Yeah um when they have a and, a,
0: and we generally that's a, literally like, I, I genuinely think that's the reason why they came up with the bmf title so that they can just give the match yes. to anybody
1: that's a fact yeah. <laughs> that's 100 yeah. that, yeah.
0: now
2: the argument is that's not necessarily a good thing that well, shouldn't be something that i, WWE, or that I don't, any know. Wrestling is replicating I, re- I don't know
1: i don't know if it's the end of the world I, I i don't No, it's not the end of the world yeah i don't really care that much about it but i hear you Um, the other thing too, is they're already sort of escaping. They're admitting that at some point they're going to reset wins and losses, right? Um, which they're going to have to, because at some point when, when you keep giving Kenny Omega losses, like you're going to, it's going to be a tough argument. For why it is, they're going to have to say, hey, but in the last month, he's, his record is this. Like They're going to have to do right. something along those lines as yep. far as resetting the that's, losses.
0: But that's also not crazy because you can make it like after the pay-per-view in May. It's just like a new season, like they do doing the NFL. Yeah, I would
1: like that. If that was what they did, if they said, hey, this is our calendar year and we'll count wins and yeah. losses for the calendar year, I would actually – I think that would be an appropriate way of doing it. Um, yeah. I think that would be a good system for it. Uh, Aaron, uh, quickly the rest of your takeaways from Sunday night, because then we'll keep talking about it. Uh, I mean,
2: let, let's or let, let's or talk Saturday about night. that. Like that match, obviously, was very different from what we're used to seeing on any form of mainstream television. Well, sure. Like should like that that was very different, and we've we've had the conversation. I know Brandon was uh, a few weeks ago was very much against uh, one of the kind of hardcore-y, you know, not quite death matches, and obviously, it, it there's been backlash to it from. Even people who you wouldn't expect there to be backlash from against AEW. So kind of, I, I'm, I'm interested. I thought it was, it, it really straddled the lines where it was close to going too far at times, but I don't know if it ever crossed the line.
0: I mean, I don't think it did. I don't think it did at all. I mean, I've seen worse at Soundstage in Orlando. You know what I'm saying? So, like that. To me, that was just what a hardcore match in wrestling is nowadays.
1: Look, it was it was tough for me to watch when they were doing the glass stuff. Like, I I didn't I didn't want to watch that, frankly. And I, even even though I know like some of it is protected, right? Even knowing it was still something I didn't want to watch. Um, I I think that this is a really difficult thing. I think it's really tough for a company to both try to be presentable to a mainstream audience and also try to find what they can do to serve wrestling fans that are angry about the product. And as we said before. I think that ultimately, what's going to happen is you're going to learn you can't because you're just new. That's all you are. You're just new. You're not really going to be different. That ultimately, professional wrestling is going to be professional wrestling is going to be professional wrestling. Um, you can try to fit a niche. You can try, do that all you want, but ultimately, you're just going to have to be a professional wrestling company. I, I'm not. I'm not offended by it. Like this is a match they did. It was certainly something we're all talking about. Um, it was. It was big. I thought the story was well told within the match, frankly. I think that it was a well-constructed match um, that wasn't just let's do shocking things for the sake of doing shocking things. I think it was a well-constructed match that included some shocking moments. Um, I I think that the pushback is over the top. I really do. I think the pushback is over the top. I don't think that's who they want to be as a company, but it was one match. It was one match, and to their credit— Despite the fact that they had a bigger moment ahead of time, they decided they were going to try to set a standard of, hey, we're telling you ahead of time that there's going to be crazy shit that happens in this match. That's why we're putting it at the end of the night. Could they have done a better job of saying, hey, you know, like, specifically, this might not be for the faint of heart. Like, this might not be for kids. Could they have made a more direct announcement like that before they got into that portion of the show? Perhaps. But I thought it was wise ultimately to say we're going to put this at the end of the show despite the fact that we really probably should end the show with the last image should probably have been MJF turning on Cody. Like that probably should have been the go home moment for the pay-per-view. But because we know this is different than what we do otherwise, we are going to make it at the end of the night giving people Um. the option to turn, turn it off.
3: Well, plus they ripped the fucking ring apart. Yeah, I was so. gonna say you couldn't well. Really no, that's a match true match too. Yes, you
1: one. couldn't do that. You're right about that But I don't know if that was all. I don't know at what point they decided, hey, we're going to rip the ring apart, so we have to end the show versus, hey, we're ending the show. We might as well rip the ring apart. Like it's a chicken., no, and the egg, I think probably. I
3: think I think it was I literally think it's because they ripped the ring apart.
1: I, I mean, I have I, no I, I idea whether that... You
3: can't follow that match. There's no way to follow that match,
2: That's even it. without without the the ring ripping apart. You're not going oh, from. Oh, you certainly couldn't have
3: began the Jericho match the way match, they with, did with after with Russ that.
2: holds after glass. People right. might have boot. They
3: yeah. might have boot that. You right. Know what I mean, exactly. I will say this: this weekend was um, it was a little bit eye opening, and and I'm gonna and I'm gonna go against myself and say it also wasn't at the same time. The eye-opening part is how right I was about who this fan is. Like, I was 100% right that the fans that are really into AEW wanted that match. That Kenny Omega match. That's what they want to see. Yes. And I don't know if you remember, like, four or five months ago, we were in the conversation where I said I didn't like the match that they did. Um, I can't even remember who it was. And I was like, I have a heart. I have a, 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 I have a bad feeling that this is who the crowd is and that they're going to have a problem if they keep doing this stuff that's all the people are going to to see and if they don't it's going to be a problem you know what i mean like the the, the 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 people that that are are wearing the AEW jackets and all that they're, they're ECW fans they are WWE hasn't been good for 15 years fans not 3 or 4 years like 15 years like these are people the people you can't have an argument with about anything being good last week on Raw because they likely didn't even fucking watch it, but they'll tell you it was bad. Like That's who these people were that were here, the hardcore AEW people. And the, all the people at the, like that I saw leaving and that were at the after party, all they talked about was a Kenny match. Um, translate that to the next day when I'm online reading what normal people are saying and normal people did not like that match.
1: So. That part is weird to me. I don't know why anybody wouldn't have liked the match. Like, I don't get that part. I just don't get it. Just, same reason why,
0: like why, same reason why, why are people booing Seth Rollins now? I right. mean,
1: like, the, if you just don't ever want anybody to do anything that's quote unquote hardcore, okay, that's fine, I guess. But the match itself was very good in the context of a hardcore match, it was an outstanding yeah. match. In I thought it context. was great. Um, I have no idea what people would have a problem with outside. Well, I,
2: and, well no, I, th- I think a large chunk of it is that they just don't. You know, you you insert glass into a match and they're out. Pure. I
1: mean, glass is tough. Yeah. It was tough for me. I said the glass part is tough. Yeah. That's um, a... that's. It was glass. Hard glass us is also new.
2: glass. is was also hard to not real. Watch. Yes, glass I, is well, of course, of course not. Right, but it's still uh, also,
3: it's still a an image of fake glass trying to.
1: There's a lot of stuff that happens in horror movies that I know isn't real, but I still don't yeah. love watching
3: it. Correct. When they show like a needle going into someone's skin in a movie, I don't want to watch that either. You know what I mean? Except
0: for the fact that uh, Chris Jericho hit CM Punk in the head with a glass bottle on the
3: Also did happen. That's different.
0: Also That's completely
3: different. That is a thousand times different. He shoved the glass into the guy's mouth. Yeah. It's fake. Again.
1: It's fake. It's fake. So you've never had your stomach turn watching anything in a horror movie?
0: I've had my stomach turned watching things in wrestling. My point is, right. if you know it's fake, get over it.
1: Okay, that's fine. I'm telling you, I know it's fake, and it's still something that I don't
0: like watching, necessarily. Now, I and did.
3: Also, also, you start to talk about sensors on TV and things like that. Here's know, my like,
0: thing. Here's my thing. Fake glass in the mouth, if that turns your eye away, then real tacks in the back should never get a pop. Um, they're, they're still two completely different things. It's really not, because one's fake and one's real.
1: I mean it's just an imagery thing that we're talking about. Aaron, I know you got to go. Um yeah, I and go. anything else you want to say about the weekend?
2: Um I I mean the weekend I I think I'm close to you where I thought it was a very good show. We but that's kind of what we knew about AEW. I'm very interested to see where they go from here because I don't it'll be interesting to see exactly how far cuz they do have to plan out as you said till probably February or March. And I do think they have this steam. I'm just it, Again, we're in this kind of weird, we don't know where they're doing, so we're not sure they know where what they're doing, but I, I still have faith, and um, just the, the other thing, I know you're going to talk about this next time, um, the CM Punk thing, I think that the people who either are, you know, this is the biggest moment, the biggest surprise in wrestling history are wrong, and the people who say this doesn't matter are also wrong, it's kind of right in the middle where All this right. is important because CM Punk's involved in wrestling again and that's a good thing, let's see where it goes from here. But yeah, it's interesting. All right,
1: we'll get to that in segment number two at the AOster on Twitter. Uh, listen, your your show is um,
2: the Daily Line, thank you. uh, on TV and on NBC Sports Radio, three to seven Eastern every right. day.
1: Thanks, bud. Aaron Oster, see you later. Uh, checking out. Um, uh, let's finish up thinking, talking about AW before we get into that stuff. Um, again, I it's just for me, it's a I, I, show was good, show was fine. The the match was crazy. The MGF turn was the thing, the other thing that you talk about. I don't know. The rest of it kind of just happened to me, if I'm being honest. The rest of the show was just sort of a wrestling show, which isn't – that's not a problem. WWE did two wrestling shows on Friday and Monday of this week that didn't have uber significance outside of the New Day winning, but they were good wrestling shows, and so I'm fine with that. Like, I don't really have an issue with something being a good wrestling show. It just sort of is uh, – the show happened, and Now what? Now what? for a company that doesn't have another major event coming at the moment until we don't even know when. There's not even a next big date on the calendar yet for AEW.
3: The biggest surprise to me of that, uh, yeah, that is a bigger, let's talk about that bigger issue in a minute, but the biggest surprise of the pay-per-view for me was how bad the tag bats was. And, and, And when I say bad, I mean like I have a higher standard for these guys. It was not a bad match. But for what the for who was in that match, it was a bad match. Do you know what I mean? The, the triple threat match, like that match, was botchy all over the place. Like Pentagon stood there and watched people get pinned right in front of us. Like not like laid there, like selling, like stood up watching instead of breaking up the pins. So, like,
1: so I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that that was far more obvious where you were sitting than it was for everybody else. Because You're I Right. Like yeah.
3: camera, but like, lay down, dude. Like, why is he standing there? And it's not like he was waiting for a spot like the fucking pin happened and the match was over. And he's standing there like watching the guy get pinned. You know, like there was, there was like and again, I, I, I should have prefaced this when I when I talked to this, when I talked about this to someone else, I did preface it with the fact that I was in the front row. And maybe this was way more obvious to me than on TV because I did not rewatch the show. Aaron and I kept looking at each other like Jesus Christ, what's wrong with this match? Even he was saying it, and you know this is his favorite stuff ever—is with the Lucha guys and stuff. But like, it was just like they were missing moves, like um, just real. Like it just seemed like there was no chemistry between those teams at all. I, I, the Young Bucks match—a whole different story. Yeah, like, I that was
1: look. Fantastic. I didn't, I didn't feel as negatively about it as you did um, uh, from where I was, but again, I was significantly further away. Um, I, I actually was kind of into it because the crowd was into it, and that's that was rare, um, for me during the course of the night. So I I kind of felt it. I would have to go back and I didn't re the parts that I remembered seeing live. I didn't go back and rewatch. I only went back and rewatched the parts that I didn't remember seeing live. Um, yeah, and, and the part the like for
3: Aaron, I think for Aaron and I, we just couldn't get over the fact that like th- for three or four different pins there's a member of the lucha bros standing there watching the guy get yeah i mean that's
1: not ideal clearly and not not like
3: laying down and looking up like standing at the apron almost just watching it happen and i'm like come on guys okay but
1: like let's not pretend like that doesn't also happen in other shows like it's a it's a bad plot point but it does happen like i have watched raw where you will yeah you'll know get them like, yeah right. Him. <laughs> like I, that does happen in other tag matches, but it is a small well, there's thing.
3: There's been that... times on Raw where the guy's been in the fucking ring.
1: Right, correct, and not and, trying to break up a pin. Correct. It's... Right. Or
3: the ref. Or oh, okay. Let's talk about that. So, ha- have you seen all the conversations going on about the refereeing? No. And, um, no. So essentially, Jimmy Corderas went on um, line and pointed out, and once he pointed it out, it's not something. I it. There was like two things that Aaron and I talked about. Um, where the ref blatantly saw something happen, um, like who who did who was who got kicked out of a match? Someone got kicked out of a match because the referee. literally well, it was, watched it was them in punch the, it was
1: in the Cody Jericho match. They they right. they let MJF stay, but they kicked out um, Jake Hager. Right, that's right, right. Right, but
3: it wasn't. But it wasn't like they saw Jake Hager and the guy was laying there. She watched Jake Hager punch Cody. Like she literally watched him punch Cody. Right. It wasn't like. And, and it was like, hey, you punched him, get out of here. And I don't know if the comments you see, I don't, I didn't watch the show back. Was the commentary like, oh, they're letting these guys fight, like they want a definitive ending? Yeah, or- it was
1: something like that. Yeah, if I he
3: did that. Okay, like I'm, I'm okay. But then when I watched the Jimmy Corderas thing, he pointed out about 19 things like that throughout the course of the entire show, where essentially the referee's just watching the. Re- and and see, normally it's like, hey, this is like AJ says, this is guys fighting in their underwear kind of thing, like. I, I get that. No, I'm, get, the, get
0: the if you're gonna quote it, get the quote right. It's a fake
3: underwear it's fighting,
0: make believe, make believe underwear fighting.
3: <laughs> so yes. to his point, like I, I and also to,
1: don't forget, we, we're all gonna be dead one day too. Let's not forget that either. We're for, all for
3: refereeing stuff, unless it's really blatantly bad. I I tend to take that approach to it, but when they go out of their way to tell you, we have rules here, and we do this and we do that, and that's why we're better than the other show, and then they do that, that's where I have to bring it up. You know what I mean? It's just it's, it's just like um, when people call you out for your diet or whatever, but then you see them eating a big piece of pizza. Like, it's a hypocritical thing. Okay, like, so here's what I would
1: I, say, I, and, and this is why I probably am not worked up about this. As I've said all along with AEW, the things that you're trying to tell me that are so great about AEW, trust me, you're going to bitch about them in two months. It's all bullshit. Yeah. Right, like, you're going to bitch about them, and you already are to some extent. Like, anything... The 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 problem isn't the company. The problem is AJ likes to remind us all and all and over and over and over again is the fans. It's like whatever it is that you're bitching about, you're gonna bitch about it with the other company too. Nobody is ever going to cater. I know it's crazy. Nobody will ever be able to cater a company that gives you exactly what you want all of the time at all times. It's
0: never going to happen.
1: Now, ultimately, if you decide that you want to watch one, you know,
0: professional wrestling company and don't don't say that, don't say that because if if you get, if we ever get a, uh joey ryan versus r-truth well that would be exactly series. what i wanted
1: you are right about
0: that you would nail with exactly. Alicia fox as the special guest right. you would
1: have nailed exactly what it is that i glenn clark want forever and with the backstreet boys playing in the background you would have nailed what it is that i want in my life but short of that you're not going to get it so brandon to your point i i, uh, I guess i'm not worked up about any of these small things Because I've always thought this all along. AEW is more wrestling, which that's the reason why I like it, because I like wrestling, right? So cool. But this notion that it was ever going to be perfect or it was going to be so much better or anything along those lines was always absurd. It was an absurd thought process that you were going to come up, you were going to fix all of the problems in wrestling by creating a new company. No, there weren't that many significant problems. You know what the biggest problem is? There isn't a union. Has that been fixed? Like, that's the, literally the biggest problem. That's what you're facing at the moment. Um, I, it, this shit's going to happen. It's going to happen in every company. It's going to happen on every show. And you're going to bitch about it. There are going to be plot points that are going to be problematic because you're trying to do a million things at the same time. And every- Speaking of
0: pop, plot points that are problematic, I know we're still on AEW, but I'm, I'm assuming we're about to break and go to the next segment and start talking about WWE. We will, yes. Why is the Rusev-Lana and Bobby Lashley thing actually working.
1: Well, we it's you know what? We will get to that. We will get. All right. We'll we'll get to that in one second. Um, Save it. Yeah, yeah. I do I do want to talk about it because there's a whole lot to discuss about that particular issue. Um, the, the you know, I, ultimately this is this is sort of what it is. I I was happy to have another wrestling show in town this weekend. I thought it was a good wrestling show. If I had paid money for those tickets, I would have enjoyed myself and I hadn't been all hopped up on allergy stuff. I would have had a good time at the wrestling show. It would have been good. I would have enjoyed it. Does, has it revolutionized professional wrestling for me? Is it so drastically better than anything I've ever seen? Of course not. It's not close. I mean, it's it's just more wrestling. And that's cool. I like more wrestling. I'm, I'm good with that. It's probably too much for me, frankly, at this point. I thought I wouldn't be able to watch all these shows, but yet I'm watching. I was going fucking- to
0: say, this is like, right now is... It's already a little too much, but I can handle it. Any more wrestling? Oh,
1: right. I mean, like, I'm already, like, there's been times where I'm like, I can't keep doing it, but the shows have all been good enough that I haven't been able to leave any of them out. Like, once upon a time, I didn't even fucking watch SmackDown every week. Like, I I mean, literally, as we were doing this show, there were times where I wasn't even watching SmackDown every week before it became a live show and, and before that original, or that not original brand split, but that, you know, next brand split. Right now, I'm watching every goddamn show and every pay-per-view every week because they're all good enough with enough stars and enough compelling things happening that I feel inclined to watch all of them despite the fact that I don't really have that much time. I'm choosing to watch these shows instead of watching live sports that I enjoy um, or other shows that I like. So, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I hear everything you're saying about it, and you're not wrong, Brandon, that like, the people that are trying to pretend like this is some holier-than product are full of shit. I mean, they're completely full of shit, but I kind of knew they were going to be full of shit. So I'm not really bothered by it. What? Yeah. Right. Yeah. No doubt about that. All right. Uh, when we come back in, yes, yeah, so we'll talk about the CM Punk thing. We will talk more about uh Rusev and Bobby Lashley and Lana, because it is bizarre that it appears to be working. Um, so we will continue to discuss all of that in segment number two. I am uh, Glenn Clark. He is Brandon Linton and he is
0: the main event.
1: AJ Francis, this is Jobbing Out. Baltimore's favorite bar is just 771 feet from home plate. Sliders Bar and Grill, just steps from Camden Yards, is the perfect sports bar for Ravens and Caps season with all of the games on dozens of TVs. Daily specials include Mexican Monday, Wing Ding Wednesday, Bloody Brunch Sunday, and more with different drink specials every day of the week. Join Sliders for the away Ravens games as well as the home game parties featuring fancy Clancy Pilsner as well as game day food and drink specials. Find out about all of the parties and specials at slidersbaltimore.com sliders one of baltimore's original continuously operating bars how much time you guys lost on uh, disney plus so far this week
3: um, I've watched about five yet. hours to ten hours.
1: Okay, so you're, Brandon's all in. I, AJ, I'm actually very surprised by that with you. You have not spent any time no, at all No, I just, yet.
0: I've just had, I've just had a bunch of other shit I'm doing. So at I'm some point,
1: yeah, it. at some point you're going to end up losing a bunch of time with Disney Plus.
3: For sure.
0: Okay, yeah,
1: that's where I'm at too. I have not had a chance yet, but I know well, that I, I will.
3: Dottie's watched it every morning. Oh, yeah,
1: out. yeah, that makes sense. Absolutely, that makes sense.
3: And And after work yesterday. So I guess I guess it's a day and a half of frozen, le- right. frozen Lego. Right,
0: back in here <laughs> for a uh, segment. I already num- watched. I already watched twelve hours a week of wrestling. I can't get more childish.
1: <sighs>
3: Christ, dude. <laughs> we, we have to watch The Mandalorian, though. Oh my god, it looks amazing.
0: Yeah, um, I'm excited for that. I'm excited for the uh, Emily Dickinson show too. Is that
1: Disney Plus? I thought that was like on Amazon or something.
0: No, it's Disney, Disney Plus. Plus? Disney Plus. Jesus Christ.
1: I All right. Yep, it. I'm definitely gonna have to watch that. Fuck. All right. Very good um back in here segment number two of jobbing out glenn clark brandon linton and
0: the main event
1: aj francis all right boys so um we talked all about full gear let's get into the week that was in wwe uh we will begin where aaron wanted to go that is the cm punk stuff quote unquote he's back as he was on wwe backstage on tuesday night on fox sports one As of now, that's all this is. It's not even a weekly thing. It's just that he's going to be making a regular or, you know, occasional, whatever you want to call it, appearances on WWE backstage. Um, The more significant part being it's CM Punk with WWE, which makes everybody assume it's only a matter of time before it goes somewhere else. Uh, Brandon I already know his reaction I'm going to start with you AJ Your reaction to CM Punk Officially in some capacity Reuniting with the WWE
0: Uh, It was always going to happen Like I've said this on this show for years That eventually he'd be back Um, I think he's obviously going to wrestle at Wrestlemania He might not wrestle until then But I think it's obvious that he's going to wrestle at Wrestlemania now um, I also think it's obvious that he's going to take the spot from somebody who is a younger, more deserving talent, like he used to always bitch and complain about other guys doing All right. All uh, right. Brandon?
3: I mean, f- fucking huge. I-, I just think it's fucking huge. You've already got Seth Rollins saying, fight me CM Punk on Twitter. Um, you've got like I mean, this ends up endless possibilities. I think everybody that's being a little bit blase, oh, we knew it was going to happen. It's like, okay, like how fucking jaded are we at this point where we have this guy that we've been begging to come back to wrestling for nine years or however
0: long it's been. And uh, a, lot,
1: a lot of people have. Maybe not you specifically, AJ, but a
3: lot we, of people have. I ain't
0: said one single CM Punk chant once ever in my life. Ever. We as
3: a community have been begging this motherfucker to come back. Um, overwhelmingly, whether you're in the majority or the minority, the majority has been begging this guy to come back to wrestling. So to pretend like this isn't a big deal is, is idiotic. Like, yeah, let's all we can all say that we all read the internet and it makes us jaded and not excited when things happen. I don't believe something like this happens until the guy actually walks onto the screen. So when he did, first of all, I they tricked me because I believed he was going to show up on the first episode. So when he didn't, I was like, oh, maybe they didn't sign him. You know what I mean? And then they brought him out at the tail end of this last episode. And I was like, oh, shit. You know, now we're, we're really here. All the things that I was getting excited about when I was reading those rumors and reports or whatever – are actually happening and I, I was telling Glenn I compare this to this isn't like reading like oh so-and-so is gonna show up Rick Ric Flair is gonna be on raw and then he is like I don't believe it with CM Punk because of everything that happened and because of all the false rumors that have happened over the past few years until he walks out onto the stage same with Axl Rose when when Axl Rose rejoined Guns N' Roses that was another hell freezes over moment that no one thought would ever happen I still didn't believe it till they played their first show. So I think it's a bigger deal than some people are like, okay, sure. You had a report. You're pretty sure it was going to happen. That's not the same as the guy walking out onto the screen. And I think once he walks onto that screen, this is a complete game changer in the big picture. Um, a month from now, two months from now, probably more like a year. But, uh, I think it's very exciting for the potential future.
1: All right, so I have a couple of thoughts, um, AJ, to follow up on what you said. One, I, I, I will agree under a certain circumstance. If whenever CM Punk decides he wants to get in the ring again, and there's something to be said, Brandon, for the idea that like in his mind he might have he might be trying to push it off and say like, yeah, I'm doing a TV show, but I didn't come back to wrestle. I'm not doing that. But I, inevitably, I'm convinced that he will.
3: Um. Oh, I don't think you do this if there's not a bigger picture. I agree
1: with that. I will agree with you, AJ, to the extent of whatever. If he's coming back just to have one match at WrestleMania or just to work three matches during the course of the year and and be that type of guy, then, yeah, I do have a problem with you taking away the opportunities for other guys. If he's coming back to be a wrestler at some point. My thing is,
0: and here's, here's my thing, here's my thing. I don't have a problem with him doing that because he is a massive star in the industry. He deserves it. He should come back and wrestle at WrestleMania and SummerSlam and Royal Rumble only if he wants to do those shows and he shouldn't have to do the other shows. It's just they're not going to wrestling fans are going to bitch and complain about it like they would if, say, John Cena did the same thing, not to mention CM Punk was one of the main proponents talking shit about guys that did that and now he's about to do it. I will will disagree to
1: some extent because, again, nobody bitched about it with Brock Lesnar at first, but after a little while when you were making him the champion and not having him on TV, then we started fucking bitching about it.
3: Um, Well, here's let let me say something. I think you could argue that CM Punk is the reason why anyone started complaining about this. It goes back to what I was saying um, to you about Jericho and sort of like the sheep following... Uh, following the leader like I think when CM Punk did that uh, podcast and sort of spoke out of all these things that's when all these people started to think they know things and say and, and sort of parrot these same things that CM Punk was saying and, and I don't I, I honestly believe that a lot of that sentiment was driven by him um, because like you said when, when Brock was doing the shots at first nobody complained about it um, at all and, and in fact when he, when when they made him the champion everybody said it was great cuz he killed John Cena nobody every person if you go back and listen to any podcast that came out the day after SummerSlam when when Brock Lesnar destroyed John Cena that was like 97% approval rating you know people seem to forget that like like and nobody was under the illusion he was going to be on Raw every week cuz he wasn't he never had been since he came back I would argue, like to AJ's point, like it's it would be really interesting to see if he comes back and does the Brock thing because he was the the ring leader behind that sucking right. Like he was the one saying, "Why should I lose to a part time guy?" and blah blah blah, or why should this part time guy get this spot? When um, didn't he have a big problem with Brock beating Undertaker? But he had to lose to Undertaker. Wasn't that one of the things? um
0: yeah he had a problem with rock coming back and taking the title from him
3: yeah the rock was a big thing so i i think it'll be interesting to see like okay now that the ball's in his court i mean john cena didn't john cena do the same thing john cena was the one saying all this stuff about the rock Uh, um and apparently in a that was a shoot issue that he had with the rock and look what he's doing now I mean, John Cena is the Rock.
1: I mean, correct. All of these things are accurate. Um, I, again, it's why I don't ever get bothered by him, and also I don't really even care. More that like,
0: they... more like, more like Rock Light, but yeah,
1: right. But they're also at the time like John it's Cena. The same, it's the same concept. The, you know what but I mean? the reason why John Cena was doing it was trying to get himself over, and like I, I he knew damn well then that he prayed that he could ever be in the situation. Uh, That The Rock was in it's just that in the moment when you're trying to get over with wrestling fans You're using everything in your power to try to put yourself over So now he has to understand somebody's going to do it to him So I don't know those things don't get me worked up I I will come back to though I am convinced That While you say that it's okay for CM Punk to just come back and work two matches That's what he wants to work because he's a star To some extent of course you're right because everybody's doing it And so they're allowed to do it That doesn't mean that I want that. Um, While I could say I like the idea of certain like dream matches, and to some extent maybe I do, I would prefer a really well-told story that culminates with a really great moment at those events, and I don't think that a part-time performer can give me that. Um, Maybe I'm wrong. If you're willing to work an entire program leading up to it, perhaps you can give me a really well-told story that culminates that well. If you are going to work every week for two months and say, that's what I'm doing, and then I'll disappear again, as long as you're full-time in that process, maybe you can make that work because you're CM Punk. Um, I would prefer for CM Punk to come back and wrestle, and that doesn't have to be every week. It doesn't have to be every two weeks, but I would prefer for him to be a fairly full-time performer for a year because there's a bunch of programs that i think would be really good for cm punk and would be really good for wrestling fans at the moment so selfishly i'd like to see that happen and i would prefer that to cm punk just deciding to be a celebrity wrestler uh who shows up for wrestlemania and that's it i I just i don't i'm not looking for more guys to just show up for wrestlemania i i i I don't need more of that in my life that's not what i love as a wrestling fan is just guys who sporadically appear
3: I hear you. I mean, I, I think if he's back, obviously the most ideal is that he's sort of like what Brock is doing right now. Right? Like, not what Brock did last year, but what the way sort of they're using Brock right now, which is that you get him, like, it seems like three times, four times a month. It feels like we're getting him. I don't know if they're going to maintain that, but I feel like if you got him even two times in a pay-per-view a month, that's good enough I, for me. I'd absolutely take that.
1: I, I like yeah. again, this to me with Brock Lesnar is far better than it was before. Um, where the-
3: it, by, the, by the way, I want someone to fucking acknowledge that because no one will, you know what I mean? That's like there's they keep doing this. I'm like, are you not watching? No, and, and I think that I, the answer is they're not, they're not watching the show, they're just reading things and, and bitching about it. But, but if you watch the show, He's way more, he's probably and, on
1: the show. And, and whether it's him being there physically or his presence, right? And that to me was always the biggest problem is that you were right. you were literally taking your champion and just having it be a non-existent part. Like nobody on the show wanted the title. No one on the show gave a shit the title wasn't and, there. And they wouldn't
3: even mention him sometimes. Correct.
1: Like it would just go completely unacknowledged as if like there was no purpose for anybody chasing after a championship because it like just every,
3: wasn't there. I'd say this goes all the way, does this go, go all the way back to Money in the Bank? Basically, uh, all the way back to Money in the Bank, he's been on, like, 60% of the shows.
1: Yeah, he's like been that. I mean, he's been around a lot, and when he hasn't been there, it has been acknowledged. Like, he has his presence. Well, either
3: Heyman's there, or there's a package or something. Correct, but it, correct. Not in a way that's, like, deflecting and vamping, but in a way that contributes to the story. Correct. That they're telling at the at,
1: time. 100% accurate. Uh, but, again, it starts with him being there more often than not, and I'm good with that. It doesn't, again, the notion that it has to be every week... I can understand every now and then there's going to be a show in London and Brock Lesnar's going to say, fuck that, I'm not going to, the, to Manchester this week. I'm just not doing it. Like, life will go on. They don't pretend like it's not the case. They acknowledge he's not there, but still keep him involved in the storyline, um, keep him involved in whatever it is that they're doing and pushing towards whatever the next thing that's happening is. So I'm thumbs up all around. And If that's what you get out of CM Punk, I love it. Um, I don't give a shit about any of the CM Punk sold out stuff. I don't care about that whatsoever. As AJ pointed out, we all knew that at some point CM Punk was going to come back and wrestle again. Uh, there's probably something to be said for the fact that he didn't just show up for the first time again to take Saudi Arabia money. Like maybe somebody should reference that like I- I'm actually happier that that's not the way that we got CM Punk back into our lives. It's just, hey, there was a, you know, a huge payday waiting from Saudi Arabia, so come on back. Um, this is at least somewhat different than that. Not saying he. I won't...
0: personally think he, he's dumb for not taking that.
1: There, and there is, by the way, I bet he will at some point. I bet that CM Punk will show up on a Saudi Arabia show. Um, I have almost no doubt of that. The fact that this isn't the way that he came back, good for him. Good for him that it wasn't as simple. In as Saudi just...
0: Arabia, they love using the straight edge of a razor. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs>
1: All right. Thank you. Uh, What is (laughs) that? Somebody had to do it. Somebody had to do it. So, you know what? I'm glad it was you. I'm glad it was you. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, all that stuff just doesn't – it means nothing to me. Like, the people that want to do the, hey, Vince McMahon won thing, fine. Fine. Vince McMahon won. It happens. (laughs) He always wins. If you – I don't know what you want to do. You want to say you want to fight against it? Cool. I find go go start another company it's already happened i I don't know what what the this is a real difficult thing for me um vince mcmahon is an uber billionaire and inherently i don't like the fact that uber billionaires have as much power as they do in the world so if your problem is just you don't like uber billionaires or whatever I, i can't help you with that if you just don't like Vince McMahon because you think he's ruined wrestling, then you're a piece of shit. And, you know, we've been through this a billion times. Vince McMahon has done more for professional wrestling than anybody has. That doesn't mean that everything's been right. It doesn't make him a saint. It doesn't make him any of those things. It just means that Vince McMahon has, comple- has clearly elevated professional wrestling in a way that we've never seen before. So I don't know what we're bitching about when we say Vince won. Yeah, he did. He won because he always was going to have a boatload of money, and it was always going to be a better life than anything else CM Punk could do. If CM Punk was a good uh, mixed martial artist, then he wouldn't have come back because he could have gone and done that instead, but he wasn't. He's a professional wrestler, and the best thing he that you can do— He had a whole
0: fight where he didn't land a single blow. Yeah, I mean, he it was a joke. It was a joke
1: that, that was ever allowed. You know what I mean? Like He should have never been allowed— to participate in that, but also Dana White wanted to make money. Everybody wants to make money. I hear it. Everybody wants to make some money. And you know who's going to make money in this process? CM Punk. Phil Brooks is going to make money doing this.
0: And you know what's crazy to me is, like, you say that CM Punk sold out because he came back to WWE. He's good at wrestling. Right. He was not a good fighter. No, he he was horrendous. His second UFC fight. Yes, he stole money from us, the guys that paid
1: for the fights. You should be pissed off that it ever happened. We wasted our money on CM Punk. Now, at least our money is going to something that's gonna entertain us. I'm I, I don't know, man. I just don't understand why anybody would be bought. Hey, look,
0: us. here's what, here's my thing though. Cena Punk WrestleMania book it. I
1: mean, it, it print your money. Like, go ahead, print your fucking money. I mean, the problem now is they don't know if they can have John Cena. Like, how hilarious is it at this point, right? Like, we've reached the point where, in order to make that happen, they're pretty confident that they would have CM Punk. They don't know if they've got John Cena. Kind of a crazy time that we've fallen upon. Kind of a crazy time.
0: team.. crazy.
1: Um, all right, the other thing that we want to talk about in this segment is the, uh, the Rusev program, um, which, yes, as you pointed out, AJ, and frankly, as we've kind of maintained as this has gone on, we have not been nearly as negative as everybody else has. Um,
0: Dude, here's, a, here's the thing that's crazy to me from the beginning none of us none of us thought this would work glenn has gone on record to say the only way it would ever work is if rusev was in and on it the whole
1: well time. wait a second i stand by that being the best way that this works i stand by I that guess, but, but even is, even when myself, i said that even myself,
0: when i Aaron, Brandon and you have all at one point or another been like, Yo, This isn't going to work. This is blah, blah, blah.
1: You guys keep talking for a second. All right.
0: And it clearly, clearly worked. It is one of the biggest things in wrestling. Bobby Lashley versus Rusev at Survivor Series is going to be one of the hottest matches of the night. Um, I cannot believe they've been able to stretch this storyline. Do you know Survivor
3: why? Series. Do you know why this is working? I believe this is working because people like Rusev. Because Because people want to like Rusev. Also because Lana. Well, because of Lana. But but no, but I think ultimately, like, people want to see Rusev kick someone's ass. And so, like, they're sort of letting whatever the perceived low-rentness of this. I, I, I Again, we've never... Had as much of a problem with this as the internet seems to think it's the worst thing ever made.
1: Yeah, go ahead. Uh,
3: uh, like we we never have been. None of us on the show have been that against this. Um, I think we were more surprised by it than anything. I don't think we didn't we hated it. But I think I think that because the audience can feel what's coming, which is rusev get going over. I think that's why this is working because like your it's it's your your classic case of you know like they know that they know plus they like you've seen this guy in total divas he's likable like I I just think it's the likability and the fact that they're finally featuring Rusev and that you know the crowd has been wanting to cheer for Rusev no, I mean, for once like upon three three a time,
1: Once upon a time, Rusev Day was the hottest fucking thing in wrestling. Like, I mean, it, there's, yeah. there is absolutely a Rusev factor. I'm going to come back to something you said, though. And I'm going to go back, AJ, to wh- where I started with the original comment that I made. That I stand by is the best way for them to go with this. Part of the problem I still have is that I don't want it to get less absurd. I want it to get more absurd. Because the reason why it's working is the theater of the absurd. And this is going to speak to something that maybe is a bigger theme that can can maybe uh, dovetail into the conversations that we've been having about AEW. There's this thing that we're doing where we're pretending like absurd is bad and absurd has never been bad. We love absurd as professional wrestling fans. AJ, uh, what wrestler do we love seeing every year at WrestleMania?
0: the boogeyman
1: no 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 the guy that's literally a dead man like we oh undertaker right we embrace absurd there's this weird world right correct he's an actual dead human being that somehow wins a match every year at wrestlemania it's remarkable we embrace absurd the odd part for us is we want we don't want in between we want legitimacy or we want absurd we want it one way or the other and we'll embrace the absurdity of it. We'll embrace the absurdity of you burying someone alive. We'll embrace those things. that Yet, we'll also bitch about Schumer the idea... Bear
0: literally got burned to death. At, to death! Died <laughs> that
1: night at the Sausage Castle. Died that night. We will embrace absurdity. This works because they're playing the absurd. The concern I have, as I pointed out before, is that, What appears to be where you're going with this, this idea of Rusev getting over and like reuniting with Lana, I don't want that because that's not the absurd. The absurd is the scenario that I keep going back to, which is that at some point there's a big laugh and Rusev says, I knew all along and it makes no fucking sense and you just move on. Like that's the absurdity that I embrace. The idea of him just going back to Lana at the end. Like, after Lana's been fucking Bobby Lashley for a few months, I don't care for that at all. I don't want that. I don't want normalcy. I like this because you're playing up the absurd. You're playing into the hand of all of the various places where these people are having sex. And you're talking about how much sex there is going on. And it's absurd. And you wouldn't want your parents to be in the room when you were a kid if you were watching this. But as much as we all make fun of Katie Vick, we all fucking remember Katie Vick. It was one of the most memorable things that occurred, as absurd as it was and as cringy True. as it was.
0: We let's like... Talk, let's, well, let's first about, of all, it's not absurd that Kane literally fucked her brains out. Well, I guess. That's <laughs> not... Yeah.
3: Let's talk about the most obvious. Thing. Like, so, you know, if we go back to, like, like what Glenn's saying about us loving the absurd, like like, we all... Aaron and I were talking about this over the weekend. We all pretend like the Attitude Era... Was like the most logically booked um, stuff that you've ever seen. No, in reality, if you go back and watch that shit, it is not. No, like, it, but but when you talk to people, they're like, oh, remember when wrestling was good? It's like really, like it was almost worse than the stuff you're complaining about now. Like if you go look at some of it, like because oh, you were seventeen when it happened, shit. so Correct. like you weren't thinking about it like that. You know what I mean? But if you watch it now. Dude, that stuff was a thousand times worse than some of the stuff they do now. But like the, pr- the people act like is horrible. Like for example, this angle. So like if you go back, like like I I, I just it, it like the, some of the clips they show over and over again, like um, Vince McMahon getting hit with a bedpan in the hospital, right? You know, right? Or 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 like you know, Kurt Steve Austin Angle spraying, spraying girls, everyone down you know? with milk. Yeah. And and like people being like like when they say things now like wouldn't you just move out of the way? It's like, dude, the people stood in the ring for like ten minutes while he drove that shit to the ring and just stood there and waited Correct. for him. To, like like don't pretend like wrestling just got illogical. It's always been but illogical, we, we, and we always. We have to remind ourselves of that sometimes too. Like uh, but DJ that's what, uh, says. and
0: but part oh, of it what is What do you mean? What do you mean? You mean the Hulk Hogan didn't actually get magical powers, three punches, big boot leg drop? I disagree.
1: <laughs> I stand by the fact. Well, but Terry Bollea did. Now, which one had the huge dick again? I've completely forgotten how Hulk that part Hogan of Hogan had the huge dick. I'm Terry sorry. Terry had a tiny micro penis. I remember now. That's exactly what it was. Um, I thought it was Batista. Uh, Batista definitely. <laughs> Um, but the point being, like, again, we don't like in between if you're telling a story that's very technical and you're telling a story where the characters have logic to suddenly have one of those characters defy logic doesn't make sense. If you're telling a story of the absurd, then make it fucking absurd. You know, like, that's what we want. They go one way. I have no problem with great technical wrestling and well-thought-out, logical decisions that the characters make. I prefer that sometimes. Sometimes, as I always say, I like to be entertained in my wrestling show. I like the fucking 24-7 championship, despite the fact that it's silly and low-rent. And why does anybody care about it if you're going to have Eric Rowan like literally lay out the champion and not decide to pin him? Like You're basically shitting on your belt when you do that. But fuck it, do it anyway, because it created entertaining television.
0: I'm good with it. Well, there dude. was no ref in the room, duh. Yeah,
1: like Eric Rowan couldn't have gotten a ref.
0: You know, they're, like, they're scared of them. The refs are. Oh, scared the refs of are too Eric. scared, so they're running guy. away. All
1: right, all right, so there's your logic. Well,
0: are right, we gonna place bets? What's in the cage? Ooh, we could do
1: that. I um, what's in the cage? Uh, it's gonna be Sister Abigail's head. What do you think, Brandon?
3: What's in the cage?
1: Yeah. Yes. Air groans.
3: Oh. Um Well for some reason every time they do something like this, it ends up being like Rey Mysterio's mask or like something stupid like that. Um I think it's gonna be I'm just gonna go the absurd route and say it's gonna be Luke Harper's tank top.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I think it's either I think it's either like a rat. Something I'm thinking is something that's small enough that I can fit in the cage, but it'll gross people out. Something like a rat, or it's absolutely nothing, and he's just insane. Um, yeah, that that's... little Jimmy's in there.
1: Oh, that would be amazing! Holy shit, that would be amazing! Oh my
0: god, that that would bring the whole. Oh my god, that circles. would so
1: be absolutely like incredible. Like he's
0: in the ring being
3: crazy, and he opens it up, and nothing comes out, he's like, "See." And everybody's laughing at him, but then R Truth comes running out like, hey, you got little Jimmy.
1: <laughs> oh, I'd, I'd be so in favor of that being the case. I'd be absolutely in favor <laughs> now, of that. Being, now
0: that you put that in Gwyn's mind, he doesn't want oh, to. Oh, it go. has
1: to be. It has to be. Oh, my gosh. I'd be absolutely infuriated if that wasn't the case. No doubt about that. Um, all right. What else do we need to cover? You know, we got the, the Rusevlana stuff, we got the uh, CM Punk stuff. Um, you know, I'm having a weird feeling with like, it, it, this is the funny thing the build to Survivor Series has been very good, right? Like, it's been really, really good, in part because, like, this is... Because it's an exhibition of sorts, you can... the Part of what makes the build great is you genuinely don't know what they're going to do and what's going to happen. Yep. Um, on the flip side being, when you actually get the Survivor Series and you get a result from any of these matches, because it's an exhibition, you also know it kind of isn't going to matter after that, right? Like... It's it's the weird part about it is like in thinking about who's going to win these matches, it's really hard to pick. At the same time, it's really hard to have any of this feel like it's really going to mean anything when we get to the Monday after survivor series.
3: But by the way, by the way, we get to sit through and I'm trying not to be negative about this cuz I think they can make them really good. But we're going to have two <laughs> We're going to have two 5 on 5 on 5 elimination
1: yeah matches. i mean there'll be a kind of a cluster i mean it'll be Two kind of
3: 15 a, fall matches yeah or i guess you know how many falls. yeah 14, 14 falls. could run
1: the table but well
0: yeah sure I have at um, least 10 falls while you you can think about that i don't think about that at all i don't care about that at all i am going to get to see a triple threat match between Roderick strong yeah that's AJ yes. Styles, and Shinsuke Nakamura.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. That's wonderful. I, I mean, like...
3: I got nothing else and to so, say. Until Daniel Bryan pins Shinsuke next week and they change it. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding when I say that. It's just the thing with the New Day. I, I I think because it's the New Day, they're getting away with it. But, man, that's tough for the revival. That you're going to have the uh. revival... New Day uh,
0: greater the Sign revival. New Day makes I that know, matter. but I'm just I love saying. the revival, but New Day makes that match matter. Revival makes that match a great match that you want to see. New Day makes that match matter.
3: I just think it's a tough spot for them, man. That's that's tough that they did that to the revival. Look,
1: I'm I'm bummed. I'm bummed for the revival cuz I think you it
3: makes it's way more relevant to have the New Day, of course, of course it is. right. But it's I think a lot of people were looking forward to see those guys in there, you know, bumping around with. Oh, um, my God. Can
0: we talk because they're facing the Viking Raiders, right? Yeah. Can we talk about the fact that uh, Jim Ross didn't know Eric's name and he said, man, that Viking Raider." Wait, uh, you mean Ross.
1: Lawler? Yeah, Lawler I said, no, said I'm sorry, that, right? Jerry yeah, Lawler, yeah,
0: yeah, Lawler. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I've been talking about this for weeks. Yes.
3: Well, but
1: <laughs> actually, hang on though. It's a fi- it's a fairly similar problem to some of the things we've seen with Jim Ross in
3: AEW. It
0: is. That's it's why a I got It's it's a fairly they're similar doing, They're both doing the same bit.
3: Right. The Neither the, one of the them worst knows
0: what's going on, they don't know who the people are.
3: Yeah. The worst Jerry Lawler one was when Oscar was standing outside of the ring and he said, "Watch out <laughs> for that girl on the outside."
1: Right. Look,
3: <laughs> I don't literally I mean, I know they're not treating her this way, but in my opinion, literally the most important woman on the roster, you know, up there. And look, look out for that girl on the outside. Look, I, like,
1: I don't like it. it. Oddly, I think it's actually worse from when it's JR than it is when it's Lawler. Because, like, Lawler's character is kind of crazy old man, where, like, Jim Ross's character is supposed to be, like, distinguished broadcaster. Like, you know, the man who knows all. And when he's doing a bit where he's like, "Uh, what's the deal with the what's the deal with the mustache, Excalibur?" Like when he doesn't know about the wrestlers that he's broadcasting, that's not a good look. Like I have no idea why he's doing that. And as you pointed out too, he's also going out of his way to uh, point out the problematic plot points, which just sort of seems like you're shitting on the product, and that's not a that's not a good thing for your play by play to do.
3: Well, uh, well. I guess that uh, you can just walk in the ring and not have to tag
0: anybody. Yeah,
1: yeah, not great, not great. Whereas Lawler, at least, like, L- Lawler's been a crazy old man for the last 30 years, you know? Like, him being sort of a crazy old man at this point,
3: yeah, can't really
1: impact me all that
3: much. I mean, they literally had him do a bit where he was looking at tits yes. through a binocular. Yes, like, that's
1: like... that's who Jerry Lawler has been the entire time. <laughs> I
3: should say puppies.
1: Alright, when we come back in, we'll get to uh, the rest of the week that was in WWE including, (gasps) we need to know who had the best match so we will do that Uh, I am Glenn, he is Brandon and he is... The main event. AJ Francis, this is Jobbing Out.
0: Hey dad can we try one of those hoagie things? (sighs)
4: Sorry son, we aren't Hoagie people. What do you mean? Son, we're Royal Farms sub people, like my daddy
0: was, and his daddy before him, like you and me, and all the folks we know. Gee, Dad, I never thought about it like that. So you're saying hoagie people are? Aliens, son. They're aliens. (laughs) Royal Farms subs are
4: Baltimore's best, real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms.
1: Back in here for segment number three of jobbing out. Just Glenn right now. Apologies, the guys had to run out, but I, I I did better than them because I get to talk to an absolute maniac. And not only is he an absolute maniac, but he's a maniac that's about to fight for the Ring of Honor World Title right here in Baltimore at final battle at the UMBC Event Center on December 13th after he took down Marty Skrull. He's the number one contender. He faces Roosh. He is PCO, and he joins us here on Jobbing Out. PCO, it's Glenn. It's great to chat with you, man. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us this week.
4: How are you doing?
1: Everything is good. It's good to have you back on the program. It's been a while. The last time we talked to you, you had not signed yet. You were uh, this commodity that everybody was like, wow, look at PCO. Uh, I can't believe that he's back and he's doing all these crazy things. This was probably a year and a half ago when we had this conversation. Can you put into words what this has been like for you from, from this time where you sort of jumped right back onto the scene to now getting ready to fight for the Ring of Honor world title?
4: Uh, this is uh it's pretty crazy. And uh on top of being crazy, it happens on Friday the thirteenth.
1: Yeah. September.
4: Right. So what a perfect day for PCOs not human. No doubt. And, uh yeah. And uh it's been uh it's been a hell of a year, you know, a lot of success this year. Uh six man uh, World tag team Champs with R O H, uh world tag team champ uh i had the chance to you know to uh, go for the title for the world every Week title against david and toronto uh it was really close you know so it was a lot of cheat things involved so um uh, now this time around you know i'm uh i'm more ready than ever and uh i i can promise uh uh, that it's going to be uh, very crazy, and I've got a few surprises for people in attendance.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I can't wait to see that, and we know how nutty you are, and all the things you're willing to do. So I can only imagine what that might be. Um, you, so you burst back onto like the indie scene a few years ago, and at that point, you were already in your like mid to late forties. Like, what What did you imagine? Like, let's go back to, say, like, 2016. What did you imagine when you decided that you were going to jump back in and give it another run and, and try to accomplish some things? Did you think that anything like this, the things that you've been able to do, was, was even possible at that point?
4: That was the goal, of course. You know, like, uh, if you're, you're coming back, you know, in 2016, uh, you're not coming back to pick up, you know, uh, a few bucks here and there and just to go along with the program. You know, it's not, it's not the way that I am. It, it, and, and I didn't need the money uh, that badly. You know, like, uh, I have, uh, a pretty wealthy family. Uh, you know, I got good friends. I know a lot of people. There's, there's so many things that I could do. You know, I've, I've worked for TV stations. I was doing like, uh, commentary I
0: mm-hmm.
4: uh, had shows on radios uh and I quit all those jobs because uh I wanted to come back in wrestling so uh the f- the first reason for sure was it was not about money uh, it never was about money even when I was there in my 20s it wasn't about money it was all about it was always about accomplishing achieving and uh realizing myself realizing a goal that I had when I was fourteen years old I, and it's always been the same thing uh just a few things that have changed uh, over the years as I grew up
1: I saw you tweet about that this week p c o that, that this was a dream of yours from when you were fourteen can you can you take me back to that was it when you were fourteen, you realized you wanted to be a world champion one
4: day well, when you're fourteen and you have something that is really, uh, stamped on your heart, you know, in your heart. It's really deep down inside. It's not just, uh, a funny things that you want to do, or it's not just, uh, something that goes by and comes back sometimes. It was really deep down inside. It was really a, a deep desire. And, uh, when it's so deep and so profound, uh, it's because there's something serious about it you know there's there's something uh there is something behind it and i couldn't really grasp what what it was but i knew that was the way i had to go and uh when i got signed with wwe uh for a while you know uh everything that had that uh, that had brought me there all the uh The commitments and all the hard work and all the traveling and all the pain, the dues and all that. Uh, When I got uh, signed up, uh, I kind of forgot why I was doing that, and then it Hmm. became something where, okay, I'm famous. uh, Maybe I'm better than everyone else. uh, I don't have to work nine to five. Uh, I can go out and um, pick up girls. I have girls waiting for me after <laughs> shows, and it was. And then it became for all the wrong reasons. Sure. And then, and then everything crumbled down. You know everything. You know, like that's not on solid basis. You know, you you don't have like a, a good foundation. Uh, it totally all went down and. I could have blamed, you know, Shawn Michaels and the clique. I could have blamed Vince McMahon. And for a while, I was blaming them. And and I think that's why this comeback is so, so big and so monumental. It's because uh, in order to get that comeback going, I had to work on myself and I had to look at myself in the mirror. And I had to, when I look at myself in the mirror, I had to say, okay, you are, the only person responsible for all, you know the bad times that you had, you know, you 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 lost your humility. You're not humble anymore. You you were doing this for the wrong reasons, and and now I feel like I'm doing this for the right reason now. I'm 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 not. It's it's not even to satisfy my ego. It's uh, it's just you know sometimes when you you get so such a high goal to achieve sometimes maybe that's what happened to me too in the course of you know getting all mixed up with the wrong things uh sometimes you're you're scared of success hmm. and you you kind of sabotage yourself because you're afraid of success because success is, is kind of a, a very there's a lot of fear into it because you know you're uh you're on stage in front of the whole world what if what if what if what if you need a lot of courage uh you know you need to uh need a lot of fortitude uh and and i think the reason why i'm doing that is just to surpass myself and to uh to be a better person to be uh you know to be Someone that, that that can accomplish something that's pretty huge and's pretty big. He is P. And yeah. in, in order to do that, I have to be the best person that I can be, and I have to push myself on every limit that I have, physically, mentally, on training, on every aspect of life.
1: He is PCO. He faces Roush for the Ring of Honor World Championship at Final Battle. Friday, December 13th at UMBC Event Center right here in Catonsville. Get your tickets right now, um PC, when, when we first saw you come back in um, 2016, you referenced in those couple of years before you signed with Ring of Honor, we saw you do some things that were insane, and it was part of why you got so much attention. In this comeback, have you ever had a moment where you were doing something you thought... Man, I, I don't know that I can get crazier than this. Like, I, I might be setting the bar too high because now people are going to expect me to just do more insane and more insane things in the course of my matches.
4: Well, uh, one good thing that plays in my favor right now, it's like uh, when I do like, meet and greets and things like that or I meet with the fans, they always say, please, be please. Don't take so many risks, <laughs> please, CEO. We're scared for you. So it, it adds to the drama of the match, you know, because people are coming out, they're buying their tickets, and they're like, "Oh, what am I going to see tonight?" You know. Right. So, and and and, and just like you know, uh, hitting some few crazy bonds, a huge moonsault from the top rope. I mean, people get excited just on the moonsault, like so. Everything else is like a bonus, I think, and I'll always make sure that I bonus my fans. So uh, uh, I want to make sure that I always like uh, do something that when they go back home, they will remember forever.
1: And there's no doubt that every time somebody's seen you in the last couple of years, that's exactly <laughs> how they felt. Holy hell, man. Um, so, you know, you talk about this. I referenced your age before. Is this at a point where now, like, you've been able to do so many things and and perform athletically so much more significantly than most 50-year-old men are capable of doing that you're not putting a limit on it? Like, I feel like a lot of people would say, hey, do you feel like you only have another year or two that you're able to do this? But are you sort of allowing yourself to not be limited at this point? Because, Jesus, if you can look like this at 51, imagine what you might look like at 55.
4: Well, the thing is that I keep improving, you know. I, I, I work so hard outside the ring, you know. i working on basic things sometimes. And uh, all those little basic things, you know, I pick up there, pick up there, pick up there. And it makes me a better wrestler. It makes me a better athlete. And, like, you know, for instance, like, I wasn't even capable of doing a moonsault about 20 years ago, you know. So I just Jeez. learned that, like, in the last three years so, the, and then I, I keep improving it. I keep working on it. I keep working on other things that, you know, want to get the crowd going crazy. And, uh, but I also, also work on the basics all the time as part of my training. So, uh, there's no such, uh, such thing as a small duty or a small task. It's not important. You know, I work on the details. And working on all the details, I think, by... By doing that, uh, I increase my work rate. I increase my uh, my uh, aptitudes of uh, performing on a, another level. Uh, so, uh, so far, I don't see any limits uh, whatsoever as far as time frame, you know, for, you know, I want to accomplish what I want to accomplish, but I always said I also want to impact the, best, the wrestling business in a way that was never impacted before. And uh, surely uh, I, I want to pack up some houses with Ring of Honor in the future and, and Final Battle and, and things like that. So uh, I want to be a, a major player in, in the industry of pro wrestling.
1: Well, I mean, you guys are going to tear the house down at Final Battle. You and Roosh, holy crap. I mean, it's just going to be absolutely nuts. Um, do do you find yourself taking on a role maybe at like the same time as sort of being like I don't know like a father figure in the locker room like now that you're you've been working with one company there's a lot of young guys obviously in Ring of Honor do you find yourself being like an ear for a lot of those guys as they're trying to learn their way in this business
4: not at all for as far as I'm concerned right now there's such a uh, you know the wrestling has evolved so much that uh, you can't really be of any help uh, to to a younger guy, you know. Uh, they come in, they know what they do, they, 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 and, and they do things that they, they're sure that they're doing the right thing and they, they have the confidence and they have the attitude. And uh, my thing is just to blend with their style and just to adapt. You know, that was my big thing. It was to uh, evolve uh, with changes, you know. Like every business changes and everything changes, and everything evolves, and it's, uh, you know, some of the guys that wrestled in the 90s or the year 2000, they don't understand the way the business is going today, but it's just part of an evolution, so uh, I can't really, you know, I, since I'm so focused on my career right now, and I'm so focused on blending with, other styles and adapting to you know the new school of wrestling and things like that because I don't want to I don't want to tell everybody you know you're doing this wrong and I've got the the right answers I'm going to show you how to do it or I'm going to tell you how to do it right that's not what PCO is all about PCO is just about you know going to the ring and doing business and doing business with Ring of Honor and making sure that everything I do I do it right and maybe eventually uh and also if someone asks me for an advice i uh, would we'll gladly give them my advice or my opinion but i'm not the one who's going to pick on on guys and say oh you you shouldn't have done that or you should have done this
3: that's you know,
4: huge i'm 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 really focused on myself uh not like i said uh in a way where it looks like uh, I'm thinking just about myself, but it's just I don't I don't want to I don't want to butt head into any, anyone else's business unless they ask me to do so.
1: That's awesome. Uh, Pco at Pco is not human on Twitter is how you follow him, and of course, final battle at UMBC Wrestling dot com to get your tickets for December thirteenth. Uh, PCO it's been awesome well, watching this the last few years and what you've done for this industry man it's incredible we really appreciate you coming back on the show and we can't wait to see you uh, win the world title against Roosh at Final Battle thank you so much for taking the time for us
4: uh, my pleasure I can't wait to raise that title uh, <laughs> up, in, up in the air with my arms and to uh, so I love the, the people going crazy and the crowd going ecstatic that's, uh, that's going to be a hell of a night <laughs>
1: You guys remember this? Yeah. See, AJ said something off the air about why I wouldn't play CM Punk's theme song, and the truth is I could just play a different theme song and still get around what you said. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha. That's funny. That's funny to just me and Brandon. That's it. Yep. All right, uh, back in here for segment number three of Jobbing Out, Glenn Clark, Brandon from Ramshead Live, and, of course.
0: The main event.
1: AJ Francis. All right, AJ, I believe you have a question that you have to ask us.
0: Uh, who had the best match in WWE this week?
1: I have no fucking clue. I have watched so much goddamn wrestling, I have forgotten what occurred on any of these shows. And they were good shows, by the way. Like, despite the fact that they were both pre-taped, uh, Raw and SmackDown, I thought they were good shows. They were good wrestling shows. We knew. Um, I mean, they taped Raw like four days early. SmackDown, I somehow avoided. and I did not know that New Day was going to win the tag titles on SmackDown on Friday night.
0: Um,
1: I don't know. I thought they were both good shows, but I am struggling to remember what match. You know was who on I think show.
0: had the best match?
3: Uh, go ahead.
0: Roman Reigns, and Baron Corbin.
3: I knew you were going to say that. No way. Am I wrong? Yes.
0: Um, It
1: was good. I'm trying to go back to... Okay, so NXT last week was the OC versus Ciampa and, and Riddle and Lee, right? That was on NXT last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That could have been a good match, except for the fact they didn't want to give it a... Uh, finish
3: I really like Shayna and Dakota Kai to be honest with you
0: that was good that was really good too fuck I don't I
1: really don't know man I gotta be honest I really have no idea AJ you know what if you just want to give it to Roman Reigns I don't care I'm fine with it Ah! I'm fine with it I I just don't I don't have anything that I feel particularly strong about from this week
3: I can tell you what I think the the match of the week is going to be next week did you see what's on NXT tonight?
1: No. Uh,
3: Mia Yim versus Io Shirai in a ladder match.
1: Oh, that sounds badass. Oh, that does sound badass. No doubt. That sounds dope as hell.
3: Oh, okay, yeah. good luck beating that.
1: So, what do we still not know yet for Survivor Series? We still don't know the SmackDown team, right?
3: A lot of things we don't know. The Raw t- or the um, the NXT women's team.
0: Who's the fiend facing?
3: Um, that's actually
1: a great question. Who is the Oh, Daniel, Daniel Bryan. Bryan. Yeah, he's facing Daniel Bryan. They just haven't made it official. I yet. mean, it's, it hasn't been announced yet, but right. that's yeah, clearly definitely, what they're doing. Yeah, it's definitely going to be Daniel Bryan. Um, do we know all of the, we don't know any, God, what? So we don't know any of the NXT men's team.
3: We don't need the women's team either because that's the war games team. That's not the Survivor's Oh, right.
1: Team. Fuck. That's the, God damn it. They are doing too much at once, man. That, yeah, I, so, I, I keep So here's screwing. what we
3: know. We know Brock Lesnar versus Rey Mysterio. Right. We know Becky versus Bayley versus Shayna, which is going to be awesome. Agreed. We know Viking Raiders versus New Day versus Undisputed. And then we know for the women, we have Team Raw, which is TBA, versus Team SmackDown, who's Sasha, Carmella, Dana Brooke, and two people to be named, versus Team NXT, which is TBA. Then on, for the men, we have Team Raw, which is Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre, Kevin Owens, Randy Orton, and Ricochet, versus Team SmackDown, which is Roman Reigns, Mustafa Ali, Braun Strowman, King Corbin, and Shorty G, versus TBA, Team NXT. And then we have AJ versus Shinsuke versus Roderick Strong. Okay,
1: so do you think they're going to try to double up war games and NXT teams?
3: They have to. Do they? Who 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 because there, you're gonna have eight people in the war games match, how are you gonna get five women from NXT that are not in that yeah, eight person yeah, war Yeah, The games?
1: women's side, you're right. It's gonna be particularly difficult to do on the women's side. That's fair.
3: And men and men's side too, because you have to showcase NXT. So you can't put like fucking Shane Thorne on this. You know what I mean? It's gotta be it's gotta be like Matt Riddle, it's gotta be Guy. it's gotta be people who well, you you it, want to like go you, watch hang NXT. Hang on a second, because, because
1: you literally just had Imperium run in. So, like, you could have it be Walter. You could have it be Donovan Dijakovic. I think you could do it on the men's side, where it could be different performers. I think that they've had you know, folks from NXT attack who have been unrelated. Now, yes, at some point, when you have the Undisputed Era heavily involved in your attacks, storyline-wise, it makes no sense to not have them double up. That is a crazy weekend, though, to have guys do a War Games match and then follow that up. War games
0: match, JK Survivor Series match next night.
1: That's crazy, man. That's a
0: lot. Well,
3: and, and if if that's what you're doing, what are you doing with the club? Because they're not in any of these matches. You see what I'm saying? Like the club was involved with the NXT stuff, but they're not like AJ AJ's fighting in the solo match. Right. But like those other two guys aren't even in a match. So it's like but you had them be the ones that came and beat up the undisputed era. Plus, you have the AJ yeah. Finn Balor stuff, yeah, which you. is more likely about war games than it is about Survivor Series. But I, I don't know what they're doing. I mean, it's it's in, in a way I mean, it's kind of cool. Yeah, and that's like, part of what we're talking about. You want to tune in to see, right? right?
1: But part of it also is you're trying to you're trying to serve a lot of masters at the same time, right? Like you're getting ready for a fucking war games match. So like, yeah. I mean, like, what are you going to do? Are you going to have a- the night after they were involved in war games, are you going to turn around and ask for Adam Cole and, um, you know, Tommaso Ciampa to be on team NXT? Like, but,
3: but like, but like, then Finn Balor has to be right. You would think. So it's, I think it's, it's interesting.
1: I think it's possible, particularly in the men's side, that you have an NXT team for survivor series of guys that are not involved in war games. I, I mean, the did co- you
3: see the worst news ever? No, Johnny Gargano is not cleared to compete that weekend. Oh,
1: that sucks. Because I had been assuming that he would be the fourth for that
3: team.
0: Why? Because Finn Balor kicked his cranium in.
3: Well, I think it's a real injury. I don't think it's kayfabe. I don't
0: think that kick was kayfabe. He kicked the shit out of him.
3: (laughs) He did, but Um, um, yeah, it, it was. I mean, unless it's kayfabe and they're fooling us all, but they like came out on backstage and said that. He's, he's missing, he's not going to be at war games, and then he went on Twitter and said that he's not medically cleared and all this stuff. So I, I mean, I assume it's and, real, and, but and I guess it could always and not. And we
1: already know Velveteen's out, right? So...
3: Well, wait, is he? Wasn't, weren't they thinking he might be back in time? I think
1: that initially was the story, but I thought we had heard since then that, that they weren't quite as hopeful of that at that point. Um, now, storyline-wise, it'd be perfect for him to slide in as the fourth, um, if you don't have Gargano, because you know it was the Undisputed Era who took him out, so from a storyline perspective, it would make all the sense in the world for him to be the fourth on that team. The other thing, I guess, we should talk about before we wrap up for the week: um, the the end of NXT with Finn Balor. Um, I, I I have no idea what to make of of that final shot of the show because I see a like trying to put something together for the club is it I, I man i have no clue what to make of how they ended uh nxt on wednesday night
3: yeah i mean that's that's what i was sort of alluding to like to me that has to be well, it doesn't have to be i i, I really don't know but it, it seems to me like it's in their best interest for that to be more about nxt than about survivor series you know what i mean like but i mean it could it be both sure but aj's in a match already right so it's kind of like
1: well unless you're gonna have finn balor defeat roderick strong um beforehand but i don't know how that makes sense that feels pretty ham-handed or ham-fisted yeah
3: no i feel i feel like you're more likely to get finn balor as the captain of team nxt i mean you have to have you this whole team cannot just be those guys we mentioned earlier they have to have a main event level guy
1: i agree you can't
3: you can't go into this match where why one couldn't one team has Seth Rollins, the other team has Roman Reigns, and then not have a tent pole. Well, hang on, but you're saying guy. like,
1: oh, no, I, I agree that Finn Balor, Finn is perfect because he's not in the War Games match. So Finn Balor, Walter, Donovan Dijakovic, and two other guys sounds like a pretty fucking good team to me. Yeah,
3: I mean, I think that's what I think that's probably what it is. I just hope it's not like Kona Reeves and. Well, I mean, you know, like I hope.
1: What about Pete Dunne? What? There's, what about Pete Dunne? What about Killian Dane? Like, I mean, that's
3: probably that's probably your team right there. So that's five yeah, that guys. Means, that's five that guys that
1: don't have matches as of right now. Now I know there's still more matches being announced for the War Games pay-per-view. Um, like they presumably are going to have more matches. I guess they could do a. You know, Leo Rush will have a match, right? I like mean, there's face- there's
3: zero chance that Finn Balor isn't doing something. Whether he's in a match or not is is another story. Right. He's definitely going to interfere in that in some. He's going to have something to do. I mean, he's been. He's been the point of watching the show, right? What's he gonna do? Who's they're kind of teasing the Adam Cole thing too, right? But it's that's like, the thing.
1: That's why I'm confused as to what it is. Like, and that's a good thing. It's a good thing that I'm confused, right? It makes me want to keep he's still, watching. He's
3: still not touching Adam Cole, right? Right. They're still kind of like, is he gonna? They, I, it's almost like they want you to think he might join Undisputed Era.
2: Correct. Like, th- th-
3: it's it's kind of like Willie Walney kind of thing, and he's siding with AJ. So it's like, yeah. What I mean. I think the point of all of this is the say are doing a really good job of wanting us to watch the show to at, find but out. But at the exact us same to time, want to watch the show to find agreed, out. Agreed. Right? Agreed with
1: that part of it. But th- what makes it so weird is all of these people are heels. Everybody that we're talking about is heels, <laughs> right? Like, yeah,
3: every single one. Every. Yep. I mean,
1: you just named it, like ten guys, and they're all heels that we're talking about in this <laughs> process. Which is, it goes back to the you're serving a lot of masters at the same time thing that we're discussing, right? Um, is where, it, does
3: it go back to the USWA like thing where it's like? Well, the SmackDown guys are the heels because they're on NXT and in that. Oh, scenario, right. When the, the NXT, NXT guys, guys show up on faces. Raw.
1: Yeah, I, it's weird, man. I don't know. I guess. Because remember
3: they did that back in the day where like Bret Hart would show up on in Jerry Lawler's show. And right. he was like the WWE champion, but he was in the number one baby face. But he was the heel there or whatever, Um, because it was just for this is different because everybody can watch this. Right. So right. it's. A little weirder to do that because like everybody again, can watch all these shows
1: again because I but, don't I genuinely don't know what's happening. You're right. I am inclined to say I want to watch again this week to see where the fuck they're going with Finn Balor because it's super interesting. Uh, at the end of the day, is it possible that all it is is how can we figure out a way to put all the puzzle pieces together to have a bunch of matches at, right. at Survivor Series? It's totally possible that it, there's not a big payoff that comes from it.
3: B- um, by the By the way, WWE has a 100% turn Finn Balor. Chris Jericho in the media. Have you seen this? Like where they're they're basically planting all this stuff that he's. I mean, there's no way this isn't on purpose, right? Like they have him going out and trashing the product and saying it's that the show is bad and stuff.
1: Oh yeah, that's exactly yes, correct.
3: So so they basically were like, oh Jericho, like you're you're basically the Jericho here, and you're gonna come out and say all this stuff to to get yourself more heat and. Although what they don't know is that's just going to turn in babyface. <laughs> but- yes, exactly right.
1: <laughs> that's exactly how it works. No doubt about that.
3: But anyway, yeah. all right,
1: uh, we I got to wrap up because I got to head out for the week. Yeah, um, same. Uh, let's uh, let's get some plugs in. A- AJ, we will begin with you. What's on your schedule in the coming weeks?
0: So I will be wrestling at Sweetwater Pro Wrestling this Saturday in Miami, Florida. Um, it is a charity event for you know to raise money for. Uh, and food and get donations for uh, homeless people in Miami. I have my charity uh, food drive at the University of Maryland next weekend. I can do Maryland events.
1: I can do Friday night, by the way. That's when I'm all available.
0: Right. So Friday night, Glenn, you'll, the if, 22nd. You'll, get come see, you'll get to come see Glenn, who is a little bit less cool than the other people I have coming as of right now you know card subject to change but as of right now that friday night at the maryland basketball game versus george mason you're gonna get to see glenn clark aj francis and maybe you've heard of him his name's vernon davis Mm. Um, Mm. doesn't he owe us something by the way didn't he lose a bet once upon a time that he never paid off figure out what the bet was and i'll make him all right we can make him do it there
1: and not 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 like we don't all owe a lot but yeah i mean like specifically vernon davis i do believe hmm i gotta remember what it is aaron i'll remember We'll uh we'll figure yeah. it out.
0: Um, but yeah. So please come to the Maryland. Maryland. It's the Maryland's men's basketball game on Friday, the football game Saturday, the volleyball game Saturday night, and the uh, women's basketball game on Sunday. Um, we're taking donations and food for all uh kid at for Sarah's house, which is a homeless shelter, which is seventy percent homeless children. Um, so please come out, donate big, donate strong. Love you guys. Maryland always does well there. Um, That's Also, we're doing it in conjunction with the Sean Merriman Coat Drive. So, you know, there's a whole bunch of That's stuff awesome. that can be done there. That's awesome. Um, and you can follow me on all social media at AJFrancis410. Once again, that is at AJFrancis410.
1: All right. And don't forget, if you haven't uh, picked up Free Agent yet, make sure you do that. at as-
0: 500,000 wow. streams. That's amazing. That is
1: amazing. All right, uh, Brandon. What's coming up uh, now that we've gotten past Starcast, which was incredible? What's uh, what's next on the docket at Ramshead Live?
3: I was gonna say this weekend is not Starcast anymore, and that makes me very sad. Um, but we just announced a show with Camp, uh, with two A's. Uh, it's probably gonna sell on the on sale tomorrow. Um, we've got uh, Highly Suspect coming April twenty eighth um that's a big rock show it'll sell out so get your tickets now and you can check the whole schedule out at ramsheadlive.com or follow us at Ramshead live on twitter and instagram and all that good stuff you
1: know what i'm ashamed to say that i kind of want to be there for <laughs> like i i probably won't but like if you were really going to go and you're going to say i would you would be able to talk me into going to see dj paulie d like oh yeah I'm we're so going. ashamed by that but i would do it i